This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Your Money on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Your Money Series XM, Channel 132, Business Radio, that's powered by the Wharton School. And I'm Kent Smethers, a professor here at the Wharton campus, and we're still taping these segments by Zoom until it's safe to return to the studio. But in the meantime, you can go to my website, kentonmoney.com, and have a list of financial advisors there that I like um, who are fee-only. Remember, that's the type that we look for as well as agree with my approach to low-cost passive index investing. I've said many times in the show, we need emergency funds um, for lots of purposes, but we also need a kind of a safe layer of assets for saving for retirement. And so um, people think, well, interest rates are really low right now. Maybe I should gamble with my money, put it in the stock market. Not a great idea. Um, so my guest today is going to talk about something. These really do exist. I'm not making this up. <laughs> they really exist. Backed by the U.S. Treasury called I-Savings Bonds. And you probably haven't heard of them because there's not a lot of incentive for the markets to talk to about them. But my uh, guest famous person is V. Bodhi, a professor emeritus at Boston University, a good friend of mine. And he's now an independent educator, writer, speaker, and uh, also author of a best-selling finance book with Bob Merton, uh, who is a Nobel Prize winner in economics. And so, V, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Kent. Uh, it's a pleasure doing this with you. Yeah, and let's talk about I-bonds. In particular, probably, you know, lots of our listeners have heard of government savings bonds, double E's, and so forth. They may not even hear or have heard of an I-bond, but they really do exist. Just give a quick overview. Explain explain what an I-bond is. Certainly. Yeah, I've referred to them as the best-kept investment secret in America, uh, and they should, they ought to be the best-known yeah. Because uh, of all the financial instruments available to middle class savers, and I'm not talking about the wealthy now, that's a whole other ballgame. Right. But for middle class people who are really concerned about security, and, you know, for them, it's before they even start investing in speculative things, they ought to have an emergency fund. Yeah. Uh, and Series I savings bonds are 30-year, they're really accounts that you open with the U.S. Treasury yeah. at the retail site of the U.S. Treasury, which is the, the uh, Treasury website Direct. is treasurydirect.gov. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a number of different types of securities that you can buy from the U.S. Treasury directly there, including TIPS. Uh, but I-bonds are special. Uh, and in fact, I recommend listening to the little talk, the introduction that uh, Vice President Gore made in 1998, September of 1998, when these, that was 23 years ago, yeah. Uh, when these bonds were first introduced, yeah. uh, 
And he explains that the function is to provide a safe inflation protected vehicle. Okay, so let's talk about the, how these how these actually work in particular. All right, so here's how they work. Yep. Every six months, the Treasury issues a new edition of these bonds mm -hmm. that have a 30-year maturity. Mm -hmm. And the Treasury announces a fixed real rate of interest that is going to be fixed for 30 years. And right at the moment, that real rate of interest is zero. Right. When the bonds were first introduced in 1998, the rate was 3%. Yeah. Now, so now they're zero, but that's not all bad news. No, because that's higher than you can earn on anything else. Let's take well, Okay, but, but let's actually explain this. I mean, all right, people, so, people, wait, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, sweet. So people are going to confuse 0% with, with a savings account, and those are two different rates. So you mentioned real rates. So explain how right. the I-bond pays off. That So the I-bond pays in dollars the, the real rate plus whatever the inflation rate was in the previous six months. Yes. Okay, they annualize it. And that's what you get on your account. So right now, since last year, the rate of inflation was three and a half percent. If you were to buy one of those bonds now, you would be earning for the next six months, three and a half percent. Which is remarkable. But which and, is and, the nominal rate. Yeah. That's yeah. what you should compare right. to a, a bank CD. That's right. In particular, because no one ever thinks, you know, about the real rate. And when they're investing in markets and things like that, they think about what we call the nominal rate. So this is a three and a half percent nominal rate. That's obviously going to go up with inflation. Um, it's a real protection. Exactly uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And in Unless fact, we know now because there's a leg, we know now what it will be. Right. What, what's it going starting, to go to? Starting in minute, starting now, basically, mm -hmm. it will be 7%. Yeah, remarkable. Now, compare yeah. that to what you would earn. Now, that's not the end of it. That rate is tax deferred. Yeah. So you don't pay any taxes on the interest earned until you cash those bonds. And that's 30 years later if you if you bought that. It's right, if that. you keep yeah. them that long. Yeah, yeah. So and let's talk, and yeah. you never pay state or local income tax on the interest. That's because true. Because it's exempt from state and income tax, uh, local yeah. income tax. Yeah, so let's talk about two issues. I mean, it's quite remarkable. These are true inflation production. A lot of things that people are investing in, they're actually going to perform less than inflation in the future. And so this is a pretty, uh, certainly re remarkable. Let's talk about two things here. The first is people say, okay, but you talk about 30-year bond. This, you know, I'm, I need the money before 30 years. So let's first talk about liquidity, um, and then we'll uh, come back to some other issues. Right. So let's talk about liquidity. So for the first year, you can't cash them in. Yeah. Uh, now, you can if you can prove need, okay, that, it, that there's true need to do it. But if you 
anticipate that you'll need the money in less than a year, you shouldn't invest in it. And after the year, if you cash them in, and before five years, you give up the last three months of interest. That's the penalty. Yeah. Nothing like the penalty on a retirement account, for example. Right. And is there re explain, you know, so suppose you cash in a 30 year bond after two or three years because you need the money. Talk about resale risk because, you know, typically a large elongated right. bond so, is going to have resale. So this works the same way a savings account would work. There's no downside risk. Yeah. You are not selling them. You don't sell them the way you would at tips in the yeah. second half. You redeem yeah. them from the U.S. Treasury. Yeah, and that 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 distinction between selling and redemption is is crucial, um, right. which makes it very different than a long dated kind of bond. Very different. Uh, it means yeah. it's got a built in guarantee. In other words, it can never go down in value. Yeah. Now, of course, this sounds too good to be true, and but it is true. Just go to treasurydirect.com. I'm sorry, treasurydirect.gov, not .com, but treasurydirect. Dot gov and you'll see it for yourself again the dot gov and uh but none in some sense it seems too good to be true it kind well, of is wait 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 let me ask it kind of is in a little bit in the sense that the government because it's such a great deal they also limit how much you can buy so yes i was just yeah. going to say that right yeah yeah so the limit is ten thousand dollars per person per year which and when i checked last is way more than most middle class people say yes on an annual basis okay and that's per and that's per person not household. per person yeah so if you're you and your spouse it's twenty thousand if you've got a couple of kids it's forty thousand okay yes. that's way more Th this is not going to be of great interest to people of great wealth yeah, but it's kind of like your base layer of security going into retirement. And there's a bit of a backdoor that allows you to go beyond the 10000 Explain that one with the tax refund. Yes. So if you are due a tax refund, the you can apply five up to $5,000 of the tax refund to buy I-bonds in paper form, yeah, I forgot to say that yeah. if you buy them at, through Treasury Direct, it's a, uh, it's a, what do you call it, electronic, an online banking, basically, sure. with the U.S. Sure. Treasury. Yeah. Uh, there's no paper. Uh, you can print out paper if you want, but it's, it's yeah. digital. Yep. Uh, the only paper bonds are the ones that you would buy. Don't ask me why they have this complication, but they yeah. do. So, so you can buy an additional the, 5000 Yeah. So there was, just to be clear, the first 10000 that's digital. The next 5000 it will take the form of paper for obscure reasons. And, um, and that's, again, $5,000 uh, per Social Security number, right? That's correct. And yeah. the... The other advantage, I don't know if you want to mention it, is yeah. for lower income people, people who uh, can meet an income test, if they use the proceeds from the bond for education, 
then they never have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, which is remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like you got this, uh, you know, this almost this Roth IRA like taxation in general. Everything's deferred until much later. And nonetheless, you can potentially even waive that depending on right. your, your income. Except that, that this is tilted in favor of low to middle income. Sure. Families. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting about using your tax refund, you could actually over have your employer overhold money, which we usually think is a bad idea because you're giving the IRS a risk, you know, interest free loan. But nonetheless, in this case, it's kind of a backdoor way of even saving more. And again, right. that's for social security numbers to be you know, a family of four. It's a, again, a way of saving even more, uh, you know, $15,000 up potentially up to $60,000. Right. Also, you, um, you could potentially even bequeath um, part of, like suppose you had $100,000, you know, uh, withheld from your taxes, it's possible you could even, um, yes, you know, get uh, but this. There is, yeah. there is no step up in basis the way there is with, uh, say, property. Yes. Sure, sure. But if you have a nephew or a niece and you want to get them started, but you don't really want to give them cash, <laughs> You could potentially right. even um, gift it this way, but it's kind of an existing account. All right, so let, last question here. Again, we know uh, the way to get this is, like you said, treasurydirect.gov. And there, uh, so let's talk about financial advisors. Why don't we ever hear about I-bonds? Okay, that is, that is my, my litmus test yeah. for financial advisors. Yes. Here's the question you should ask. What do you say about I-bonds? Yes. Two possible answers. What are I-bonds? <laughs> you don't want that financial advisor. Right. Okay. And by the way, when I give lectures to groups of financial advisors, I typically find that at least half the audience has never heard of I-bonds. Yes, I've done that too. Yeah, and this is twenty-three years after they came into existence. Yeah, so it's yeah. not as if it's a novel thing. Yeah. All right. The other possible answer is, and I've heard this: Oh, you don't want I bonds; they're earning zero after inflation. All you get is zero. You want to be in the stock market. Right. Well. Not with your emergency funds, you don't want to be in the stock market. At a minimum, the advice should be use I-bonds for your emergency fund. Yeah. That's unambiguous. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I actually think it's a great base layer for retirement. That's how I use them. I don't really think of them as an emergency fund. I just I'm not gonna touch them and I we just keep loading up on them as much as we're you know, allowed allowed to do because of the way I exp explain to people, listen, if you're investing in bonds at all in your retirement, probably nothing's giving you a three and a half percent, now 7% guaranteed return for six months. And then it potentially, um, you know, again, if you ever want to get rid of this stuff, you could without principal repricing risk. So it's pretty right. an amazing. By the way, I want to give a plug here for, one of the uh, four people who signed my I-Bond manifesto. Yeah. Okay. In order, I keep trying to make it 
you know, to publicize the existence of these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there are three other people who are fanatics about I-bonds, who I know of. Yeah. Uh, one of them maintains a blog, uh, it's a website called Watch. Yeah. Dot com. He's he's a former journalist named David Enna. And I refer, that's where I read about all the, the latest issues of tips or anything you want to know about inflation protected government bonds, I bonds or tips. It's a great resource. Good, good. Uh, we'll end it there. That, that was super informative. Uh, Dr. Zadie Bodhi, Boston University, Emeritus Professor there, now just doing a lot of Great stuff. You can also see him on his website, which is zbibodie.com. Zvi, thanks very much uh, for coming back. My pleasure, Ken. Back on the show. Yeah, you've been on before. So I'm Ken Smithers. This is your money. Remember, you can connect with me by going to my website, getthatmoney.com. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 